Blog Talk Radio.
so much that he saw enough of us to give us another chance. It's amazing how a lot of people, especially we, we have a, I noticed we have a habit of saying um, people think they're obligated. So the only thing we're obligated to do is love one another, or, or love Christ Jesus. We're obligated to repent, to make sure we have a, our name in the Lamb's Book of Life. We're obligated to do what the Word says and what God says for us to do concerning his business. Everybody has an assignment. Nobody's assignment is the same. The only thing we have the same is we must mm-hmm. praise God. We must give him his glory. We must give him his honor. We must give him his respect. That's what the same thing we have. We have to repent, and we have to take care of what God has given us. So I don't know. Someone's on the line, and if you're on the line and you're not going to be part of the program, please put your phones on mute because if we can hear everything that's going on in the background, uh, this is a digital station um, that we have on Blog Talk and as well as this is um, Facebook, so the two things will clash. So please help us out with um, muting your phone if you're not the speaker. So I'm going to check real quick just so we all know where we're at. Dr. Wright, are you on the phone? Okay. I don't know if Dr. Wright's um, going to... We do a Facebook Live tonight. That's why I came on on Facebook. So if she, uh, when she comes on the radio station, um, I can share that with the listening audience and the viewing audience. You can listen along with us. So our foundational scripture for this program, the program is called Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. If you have it in your Bibles and you have your Bibles with you, or you have the app on your phone, please go to Matthew 6.33, and you will see that the chapter 6 in the verse 33, it reads, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And in this holiday season, we should be seeking God's kingdom greatly. Hmm. We should be seeking to be right. We should be seeking God's righteousness. I didn't say religion. I said righteousness. We should be seeking to please God. We should be seeking God for our assignment. We should be seeking God for whatever it is he's telling us to do or if he's moving us to the next level. We should be seeking God. If he's, if he's telling you to do a do-over, we should be seeking God for what he has for us to do. And once we Seek ye the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. Forgiveness. Hmm. That's a big one right there. Forgiveness. God will teach us how to forgive ourselves. He, we will get a discernment. He will teach you how to discern spirits. He will even teach you how to read yourself. Sometimes the biggest thing we forget to do is read ourselves. Like yesterday, I was talking with my sister, and I was saying some things, and um, she was saying, that's not Christ-like. But it was so funny to me. I didn't curse. 
I, I didn't go out of the way, but sometimes we have to check ourselves. I, I mean, I, it was funny to me. And anybody that knows me knows. It's not an excuse, but anybody that knows me knows I have a, a personality. I like to laugh. I would love to tell you all what I said, but as Dr. Cecilia Kaiser said, um, I shouldn't share that with nobody because I believe you all would get a laugh because I was standing in a joking matter. But anyway, this is the holiday season. We're gonna be we're gonna learn to be grateful and we're gonna learn to be thankful. And I'm just asking God to either help me with um, the things I consider funny. They tickle me. They tickle me real bad, but. I have to be careful of what I allow to tickle me. I'm sorry. Y'all pray for me. I pray for me. I need prayer because that tickled me. So <clears throat> I would like you all to share some things with me on tonight on Facebook um, while we're waiting for Dr. Wright to come on the air. Um, what are some of the things that you're looking for God to uh, do for you for this season? And what are some of the things you're looking to do to make sure you get your relationship in order with God? Like for me, I'm asking God to teach me what not to find so funny and what not to laugh at. Help me, Lord. Seriously, help me. Even with the laughing and the joking, help me, Lord. So, Please share that with me because I want to have Matthew 6 and 33, all these things added up to me. So, um, Dr. Wright, are you on the line? I guess she's not on the line yet. She's in my crystal water. Because we know that this world is not the world that God intended to be. This world is not the world that we hope to be. You know, there's still segregation going on. Um, Dr. Wright, I, I can't hear you if you are on the line. Apostle Elect, could you make sure Dr. Wright's line is open? because she said she's on the line. So, Dr. Wright. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Uh, so I will just surrender the program over to you. Um, you're not doing Facebook Live tonight, are you? I'm not doing Facebook Live. Okay, well, I have my page up, you? and I'm sharing okay. on Facebook through my page. So the uh, program is in your hands. Please go ahead. Okay, one moment. Okay. God, we just thank you. <clears throat> for tonight and um, what you're going to do through your word. We thank God for uh, this broadcast and this platform that you had preordained and predestined even before the foundation of the world. I 
we appreciate more than ever, God, how we run into a destiny that had been predetermined and preset for us. Um, we love you, Father, and we thank you right now and give you praise and glory, um, oh God, for everything that you have um, made available to us through your word. We appreciate you, God, and we come humbly before you that our hearts would be open and that your seed would produce a harvest of right living. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you right now, God, that even as your word goes all throughout the whole wide world, God, that salvation would be uh, the portion for your people, that they would feast on the truth of your word and then live in the abundance that you have set for us. We thank you, Father, for this and all things. And we thank you, God, in Jesus' name. We are just greeting you um, from um, our home here in the Midwest, but we realize that this assignment has um, a a worldwide um, destination. And so no matter when you are toning in, to this uh, broadcast, whether you are catching it live or if you reach out, reach out and listen to it in the archives, know that Holy Spirit has always had you in mind that salvation is the children's bread. It is what feeds us. It is what nourishes us, the plan that God had to redeem us, understanding what we would experience in the world and then asking us to present our lives back to him, that his agenda might continue to advance. We thank God for all of you and for all that man this platform and that God has been blessing and bringing increase even as the globe and uh, even as the globe and even in some regions more than others, some international regions more than others, some local regions more than others, some domestic regions more than others, some personal people, personal situations, some companies more than others, some villages more than others, some cities more than others have experienced things that were completely unprogrammed and unexpected. We know that God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. That God is still on the throne. And so with that in mind, we take comfort in and understand that there is a way that we can make progress and still live in the promise of God, that we can still make progress and live in the promise of God. If you would turn with me to Second Corinthians chapter 4, we're going to examine the scripture with those things in mind. Second Corinthians chapter 4, I studied this scripture so uh, much, especially when I was in medical school, and I felt as though... I was just facing one dilemma after another. Some were financial, some were in the way of interpersonal, um, you know, socializations and the biases and prejudging and the prejudices of, of people that were in power. There were so many complex um, parts that were moving around. And I and, and, and Holy Spirit directed me to the scripture at that time and, and, and began to have me to understand that um, even in, in places of trial, we still triumph. Hallelujah. Even in places of trial, we still triumph. And so for me, um, not only are, are those verses of Scripture the ones that I've heard the most often or become um, relatively familiar, saying that, you know, we're pressed on every side. I'm reading from the Amplified down in the eighth verse. 
He says, we're pressed on every side, oppressed in every way, but not cramped or crushed. In in the uh, in the King James, he said, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, and cast down, but not destroyed. And so in the time when difficult things seem to be sequential, they just seem to be coming one after the other, this was, was uh, it, it was comforting to my heart to know that I could go through difficult things but know that it was not going to take me completely under. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so even in this day, we release that same level of encouragement that even when you are going through devastating things you have never expected, know that in him it is never designed to take you under. There, There is nobody that can pluck you out of his hand, no matter where the relationship or the business or the career or your home or the social issues that face your particular state or region or country. No matter where you find yourself, understand that the design was never to take you under, that even they said that they were perplexed, they were persecuted, but they were never left alone. They were not forsaken, even when they were cast down, even when they were were brought down, even by the views of the religious leaders, even when they were jailed, when things seemed to be at their worst, they knew that they would not be destroyed by the anguish and the angst of the matter. And do you know that we still also have that level of confidence in the God that's in us and moving through us as we move and advance his agenda, that no matter what, even if we get down, we will not be destroyed. Even when we are persecuted, lied on, that God would never leave us. There's always a bounce back for us. There's always a recourse, a recovery. There's always a strategy to restore us. There's always the next. There is always a reason to have a hope that lies down within you. We have got to be relentless people of hope especially in this hour. There are people that are that are moving as as destruction um, as destruction moves uh, forward, as destruction seems to be increasing, as, as loss seems to be um, uh, more prevalent, there has to be a hope that lies down on the inside of the believer that leads us to the but not. We have got to be the salt and continue to preserve the earth. We have got to be the but not. And, and, and what does that mean exactly? It means that our perspective is always the perspective of God. How we see and what we see is always because of what of the eyes that look the way that God looks and God and the eyes that see what God sees. Because and and to support that, now mind you, God was ministering to me about that but not mentality and how to develop the but not mentality and what scripturally supports the but not mentality because God is calling us 
through the but not hopefulness, meaning a hopefulness that can never um, let us go, a hopefulness that will never let us down, a hopefulness that will never relent, even in the face of loss, even in the face of grieving, even in the face of devastation, even in the face of disappointment, social ills, and personal situations that seem as though they have no end. We are the people that are called to the but not. We believe in a God that has never planned to destroy us. He has never planned to forsake us. He's always with us, even to the end. And he and I are the majority. We have got to get a doctrinal soundness that rebounds. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have got to get a doctrinal understanding that always stands us back up. That you may be able to cast me down, but you cannot destroy me. You can persecute me, but you can never convince me I'm by myself. My goodness, we have got to get to the but not level of hope. We have got to be the people that can look even in the face of of of, of sure of distress and 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 and, and un- incomprehensible trauma and say but God but God is not going to forsake you God's not going to leave you in this broken place God did not bring you all this way just to have you scatter and and fall apart God is not forsaking you God is not going to allow this to destroy you we have got to continue to have our mouths filled with hope. We have got to have a doctrinal understanding that will be able to go in and grab the masses and walk them to a place of hopefulness. We have got to have a, a sure, uh, a biblical understanding. My God, we thank you. Listen, people of God, going to church and the fellowship with the believer is amazing, but you have got to be in a Bible-believing church that's going to preach the gospel, the gospel that delivers and sets free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ask God to give you discernment. Anytime that the word of God is being compromised, ask God how to handle it. It may be a time for intercession. It may be a time for you to pray for leadership. It may be a time for you to dig more into your scripture for the revelation that brings liberty. It may be a time for you to reconsider your fellowship your fellowship gathering. But let me tell you, any time the word is not being preached, is not being preached with absoluteness. Do you know the kingdom is absolute? Any time the word is not being delivered with full authority, any time the word is being compromised and diluted to satisfy and pacify and, and, and pacify the people, any time the word is not being free to reign and to dominate, then go to the Holy Spirit and ask, what is your position? What is the strategy? And how should you move forward? We will not be the people that God has called us to if we do not enter into a place of doctrinal soundness and understanding that's relentless, our hope that is unwavering. If we do not become the people of the but not, that we know without a shadow of a doubt in whom we have believed, that we know and understand that God's plan for us are good and not evil. He's only getting us to an expected end, that we become the people 
that are willing to surrender the things that are no longer present and to press toward the mark of the calling, of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. We have got to be people that lead the way. We have got to be people who are unashamedly willing to go forth and say God is still the same God. No matter what is going on, it cannot be conditional. It cannot be to gain favor with people. It cannot be to look uh, look a certain way. It has got to be for God I live and for God I am willing to die. We have got to become those people that root ourselves in this word and no matter what comes to us, that we are only prepared caring for the rebound, that we are only positioning our vision, our conversation, our fellowship in the but not, and say, yeah, this is not what we expected, but this will not destroy us. We we may not be where we want to be, but we are not where they had intended us to be. We are the people of the but not. No matter what you do, we have got a rebound. No matter... How this goes, we're ready for what's God, for God's strategy to unfold. No matter how this looks, we're still believing the God that promised. Hallelujah. And if you look at the, at the beginning of chapter 4, there are some clues as to how we can lock ourselves into the position that God has called us to. If you look in the beginning of chapter 4, so the, the ending of chapter 4 is when they begin to show us how they were resilient and determined. Then they begin to, to, to declare that, yes, this is, this is not ideal, but we are still hopeful. This is not the way we thought it would go, but we are not backing up from our prophetic promise. This is not the path we thought we would take, but we will never let go of the hands of our God. And there are some clues. There are some ways that we can strengthen ourselves in this position, for God has called us to the place of of strength. He has called us to the place of resource. We are called to the place of resource. Do you know that the church, that God's actual church, you embodying him, being the church moving throughout the earth, is a resource to an unbeliever. We are a resource for deliverance, a resource for salvation, a resource for redemption, a resource for recovery, a resource for hopefulness, a resource for believing, a resource of compassion, a resource of understanding. Do you know how much calamity has hit the earth because some people do not have good understanding? Do you know that the peace that passes, even it says understanding, because because some people's understanding is so twisted that the only thing you can offer them is peace. Lord have mercy. Do you know that you could go and empty out a mental health hospital because of the resource of peace that God has placed down on the inside of you? Sometimes people have become so overwhelmed, so stressed out. That when someone walks in with the authority of, of, of their God and a peace that passes that that is protecting their mind, that they can actually be delivered. Hallelujah, glory to God. We are a resource in the earth. He said that you are the salt, and if the salt loses its savor, see, I mean, that's a part 
of the calling that God is focusing on. He says, if you feel like you are destroyed, if you feel like you are forsaken, do you know that you would then be removing the resource of the kingdom that is in you from the earth? Lord, have mercy. Do you know that the people... They're moaning and groaning, believing that some are hanging on to the belief that they have until someone like us took one of the kingdom believers from their past and instructs them how to believe the God of heaven and earth. Hallelujah, glory to God. God said we've got to be the but not. You've got to be unwilling to go under. You've got to be unwilling to die depressed. You've got to be unwilling to die with scarcity when God said your life is abundant. Somebody say, but not. But not. But no, no, no. no. Then this might have me down, but it won't but not destroyed. Perplexed. Uh, but God, I'm not persecuted, but uh, but not forsaken. No, no matter no matter what the circumstances are, it says I'm always buried. I'm always ready. I'm always in His hand. I'm always His favored. I'm always favored. I'm always blessed. I'm always abounding. I'm always. Hallelujah, glory to God. Do you know that in that in that tenth verse, at first he says in the in the seventh verse, he says when we have these treasures and hidden vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Then he says we are troubled on every side, but not distressed and perplexed, but not in despair. He one of the keys to understanding, he said, we, we know the essence of the power is of God and not of us. It's of God and not of us. See, once I realize that the, that the, that the, that the resource that God has made me to be is because of his presence in me, then it's all him and not me. And see, when, when it starts to go left, I say, God, that, you know, uh, this this supervisor is is trying to make your plan go left. See, it's all about him and not me. And see, God, this supervisor, he, he thinks that he has the power to take my destiny off course. But this is the destiny of God, not me. It's the destiny of God for me. See, you think that I am self-willed and self-directed. But God told me to come here and apply. And God told me to, to take this assignment. And God, see, he said it's of God and not us. And see, once I put it back on God, then, then I know that God's not going under. See, when I put it back on God, I know that there may be be some perplexity, but there will never be despair. See, once we put it back on God, see, we've got to make sure that we stay removed, that we stay, that we stay in, that we stay low so God can be high, that we stay selfless so God can be seen, that that we stay where he wants us to be so that he can go forth. Hallelujah, because that's the place where we can be relentless. That's the place where we can see it the way he sees That's the place that we can say what he told us to say because we know that no matter what it looks like, no matter how it's showing up, God's not going under. No matter how 
confusing this situation might be, no matter how nobody on earth can, um, can, can figure out why this went the way it went, I know that God's going to straighten it out. He is the one. He is the restorer of past and dwelling. Hallelujah. See, see, to the world in all of our ways, we, we may have gotten this thing off track, but nobody can get something back on track like God. So we've got to be prepared, people of God. No matter what the situation, we can't have conditions on how, how, de- how determined our faith is. We've got to say no matter what. If you are the most prepared, and confused as to what in the world am I supposed to do next? Don't you ever become despairing because God is the God of hope. If you are if you're more persecuted because of your gender or, or your or your social economic position or because they never allow women and you are women or they never allow Middle Easterners and you were born in the middle of the Middle East, or no, no matter what. Even if persecution is coming because of everything about you, they persecute. Do you know that you know you are never left alone? We have got to be those that are ready to rebound, that those that have a rebound lock in our lips and sealed in our hearts so that no matter what the situation, that we are ready to say, listen, this isn't about me anyway. This is about the kingdom advancing. See, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say whatever God said, because I have no reputation. It's not about me. It's about him. He said we have this ministry, but it's not of us. It's of God. We've got to know people of God that in him we live and move and have our being. We've got to keep it about him. Uh, TDJ said, keep the main thing, the main thing. How do you stay hopeful when, when I've seen you go through this and, and I've seen them say this about you uh, and I've seen it appear this way? And, I, and I, how do you stay on your feet, sir? How do you continue? Because I recognized, ma'am, that it wasn't about me. It's about him. That if I continue to press into him, he would never leave me alone. That if I can Continue to press through the difficulty that he would never let me land in destruction. We are those people. We are those that get the opportunity to salt the earth. We get the privilege and the favor to move in him and have our being, to live and move and have our being in him. Listen, people of God, it's an opportunity. Hallelujah. That's that's the second point. The first one is that we want to, uh, it's, it's God and not us. The, the, how do we keep that perspective is that we understand that it's God and it's not us. It is not God that orchestrated it, but it is God's strategy that will rescue us. It is not God that brought the circumstances to bear, but it is his mercy that will rescue us. It is not him that caused calamity in the earth, but it is his undying love that is the rescue. We've got to know it's about him and not us. 
we've got to recognize the opportunity and the favor that go with our position. Number two, we've got to understand, just like they did in the fourth chapter of Corinthians, they said, by the mercy of God, we have favor, benefits, opportunities, and salvation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you know that no matter what goes on, nobody can take the benefits of salvation from us. Nobody can take the benefit of relationship from us. Nobody can take the abundant life God promised us from us. Nobody can take the favor that God bestows on us because he's merciful from us. We've got to have that as in our arsenal, in our arsenal of hopefulness. We've got to understand that the mercy of God provides benefits, opportunities, salvation and favor, salvation that takes us to eternity, salvation that redeems us from situations, salvation that brings us comfort, salvation that brings us understanding, salvation that ushers us to maturity, salvation and opportunity. Do you know the very thing that somebody Lord have mercy that somebody thought was a complete failure, that if you had the right view, you see it as an opportunity. There was somebody, that there was a, 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 a worldly celebrity that in my mind, oh my God, I thank you. In my mind, he began to say some things and, and, and put himself in a position that was so precarious and, and had such loss in my mind. Hallelujah. But that very same person the next day said, uh, you know, I know you all think I lost something, but I saw it as an opportunity to break off and start my own. Lord have mercy. Now, if, if a celebrity, I don't know him, I don't know if he's saved, but if a celebrity can take calamity and see opportunity, my God in heaven, don't you know that when we got that promise from God, that no, see, we, it, it's how we're looking at it. You've got to go back to that situation and say, where is the opportunity, God? God, my heart is, so, I'm so, I'm, I am so disgusted and so disappointed, but I know that this conversation is going to turn it back around to opportunity because that's what you've already said uh, right now I'm, I'm very upset, but I know there's benefits here. Right now, I'm, I'm discouraged, but I'm looking for the place of salvation. Listen, people of God, in order for us to show up in the world as those that will go down but not be destroyed, we've got to know that God's mercy provides benefits, opportunity, and salvation, redemption, the, the promise and the favor that no one can take from us and last but not least they go on and they say listen uh, uh I, I i i know i know uh what 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 we have we have opportunities we have benefits we have favor and we still have salvation and i know that that this is about god and it's not about us and and the and the and the one other point that we will make tonight when they began to talk about the favor and the benefits and the opportunities and and it showed up later in that chapter as a resilient hopefulness no matter what circumstance they were going through 
son was in the middle of that, they began to talk about what they would not and what they do not. They say they renounce the secret ways of men. They refuse to deal craftily. There are some things that they absolutely said they would not do. There are some things that just would not cross their path. They said that they would not adulterate the word. They won't trick the people. They won't use the ways of men. They won't Mm -hmm. rob the people. They won't take their money. They won't compromise the gospel. They were unyielding in their do not. And people of God, there must be a place where we refuse to compromise, where we refuse the dainties of men, where we refuse the shortcuts, where we refuse the wide way. He said, narrow is the way, that the wide is the way that seemeth right, but the path that is why will lead to destruction. We've got to refuse. We have got to be determined. Hallelujah. They said we will not. We renounce them. We refuse them. And we do not. There is a place of absoluteness that the kingdom stands in and will not move. Daniel said, listen, no matter what you say, I will not eat the king. Listen, put me in the fire. But what I'm telling you is that I will not. There is a place of godly refusal. There is a place where the kingdom will not waver. It is not tossed to and fro by every calamity. It is not tossed to and fro by even its own disappointment. But it is steadfast and unmovable, and that is a place where it always abounds. We have got to adopt that refusal for the things that God has not allowed. We have got to release those things that God has not allowed. We have got to become absolute in our unwillingness to compromise the word of God as it becomes unpopular. We have got to release the the need to be popular. As it becomes that, that will stand against the, the authority of this world. We have got to find ourselves more in him. We have got to refuse to compromise. We have got to refuse the ways of men. We have got to refuse, be steadfast, and become unmovable that we might abound in him. That is going to seed and solidify us in our place of hopefulness. Listen, this is a place that God has called us to. This is a place that God is beckoning us to, and we thank him for it. We receive, we receive that. We receive the word tonight. We receive the word tonight, oh God. We understand that you have called us to a relentless hopefulness, that we would understand the benefits that are bestowed upon us by your mercy, and we become steadfast and unmovable, refusing to compromise the gospel that you alone might be glorified. God, that this only be about you and not about us. We thank you for it, God. We thank you for your word and your truth, and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Woman of God, it's back to you. Amen, amen, amen. Dr. Wright, I thank you for that message on tonight. 
that you say we are called to be on the on the level of hope of but not. Mm. I thank God for the word on tonight. I thank you for how you broke it down and you said that a hope that lays down on the inside of us that believe. I thank God for the word. The um the lines are open on blog talk if anybody would like to uh share with the doctor tonight on um the lesson what you got out of it. You can speak now. Okay. Um, does anybody on Facebook would like to write something? Um, uh, possibly Leckhead wrote something earlier. She said... Uh, she wrote two things. I'm trying to get to it. She said she's Hi, Minister Sylvia. Okay, go I'll ahead. go ahead and say something. Yeah. I was trying to give somebody else an opportunity to talk, but Dr. Wright, you, oh, my God. <laughs> it was where you were, you were preaching and preaching and preaching, and I just kept seeing these things that had uh, come up against me. Uh, in my lifetime, whether it was uh, mistaken identity, racism, uh, microaggressions, micro inequalities, and I just kept seeing all of these things coming at me and, and them uh, punching me and knocking me down, but I was like a weeble wobble, and I kept getting back up because the word of God would strengthen me, and I would say I'm more than a conqueror. Uh, the word of God would uh, 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 tell me the scriptures to say, and Oh, my God, you just don't know. I was already working on a message called the uh, the strategy of the uh, Weeble Wobble anointing, and then it was like the more you preached, yeah. oh, my God. I, 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 I'm going to try not to, but I think uh, some of your scriptures and stuff might end up added to my message, but I'm going to try to seek the Lord, <laughs> and I am seeking them so that I don't, um, take any of the things that you spoke on tonight, but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I needed this. I needed it for the devils and a demonic warfare that I dealt with um, when I was at elementary school to high school to college to the government. Stuff. It's just different devils at different levels. My God, woman of God, I'm a hush now, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Apostle. Is there anyone else that would like to speak on tonight that heard the message on tonight? The lines are open. Go ahead. Okay, Dr. Wright, I thank you for everything you said. Um, before you had came on the line tonight early, I was saying that uh, we can, I was using our foundational scripture uh, saying for the season of thanks that we're still in, giving God thanks for uh, the loved ones, and then giving him the thanks for sacrificing his life, God sacrificed his son for us. I said we have to get to the point that we have to ask God, uh, on the part that says, and all these things shall be added unto you, 
ask God to add unto you a spirit of discernment. And you spoke on all that. I, you know, I said sometimes we have to go back and, and when we get the spirit of discernment, we have to discern our, how to check ourselves. You know, and I was just talking about myself, how I'm asking God to teach me how not to uh, find certain things so funny that I have to, you know, dwell on it. So I just thank you for, like you say, the but not. Hmm. You, you, like the apostle said, you, <laughs> the word on tonight was is a much needed word. It was really needed. I received it also. So again, I'm going to ask, is there anybody on the line? that want to type in something on Facebook or want to say something on blog talk. Okay, I pray that you all receive the word on tonight, whether you're looking at it live or in the archives, um, blog talk or replay on Facebook. I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. Again, our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 to 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Please tune in this Friday. Our speaker this Friday will be Prophet Antoine Thomas at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we will be on the air Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with our very own Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser and Minister Margot McCor and Minister Brandon Kaiser and Minister Carbon Merritt. We would um, like to tell you all, come back next Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where our speaker will be Serving Pastor Troy Thomas. We want you all to know we love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Absolutely nothing. And remember, tonight's uh, message was from Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. I would just say read first verse through the 18th. Uh, Minister Margot said, uh, God bless you, Dr. Wright. So um, you all read the chapter and uh, go back and listen to the message. So we want to say keep uh, this ministry in your prayer. Keep Minister Margot in your prayer. Keep the um, Collins family, Dora Collins and her son, Timmy Collins, and her daughter, Marcy Collins. Keep them in your prayers, please. And I just want you all to know that we love you all with the love of the Lord. Again, there's nothing you can do about it. Dr. Wright is back in your hands for your closing remarks and to pray us out. We are just uh, so grateful uh, to God for everything he has done in our lives individually and collectively. We um, commit ourselves to continuing in the word and continuing to develop that part in us that is always ready uh, to rebound, that part in us that's always ready with an answer uh, for the hope that lies within us. And so we just thank God, you know, including uh, specifically those families that you named, uh, all the situations that they may uh, have before them, uh, the places where the adversary is seeking to taunt them, that they would uh, rebound with the hopefulness that anchors them to the God of hope. And so we just um, thank you, Father, for your word and for its truth. 
God, that in the places uh, that you have called us to, that we would find a hope that is consistently rebounding, that we remember the benefits of your mercy and the favor and the opportunity uh, through salvation to move your agenda through the earth, God, that we would continue in our every endeavor to make everything about our life about you, that we decrease sincerely, that you might increase and spread yourself to your people. We thank you for it. And all thank you for God in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night. Amen. Good night, everyone. Good night.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.